the teaching ministry of Judah Olorimaye, a man called of God to compel consecration, provoke repentance, and inspire worship by the preaching and teaching of God's word and the miraculous demonstration of God's power. God's word is about to hit you as life and strength. Get ready for an encounter with grace. Philippians and chapter 3. Now let me say this. This year, I don't want to quote too much scriptures. We will read it together. Because I've discovered that many of the things I quote, some of you don't even believe it is there. So you open your Bible. If you don't have a Bible, get a Bible. Open it and don't even trust the PRU. For all you care, it may be lying to you. Open your own Bible. Look at it with your eyes and read it. So that you will not say it is Pastor Judah that said it. Meanwhile, it is the word of God. Are we together? This year, we will be opening Bibles a lot. When I mention it, I want to be hearing. I want to be hearing. You will open the Bible this year. Many people don't even read the Bibles anymore. So we want to restore that tradition. The projector will always be on, but it's on for confirmation. Now you go check your own first to see whether waiting day they are correct. Are we still together? I think in this year too, I'll preach in pigeon often. Blessed pigeon, I hear my anointing day now. I was in a couple of ministrations at Lagos, and I was just preaching in pigeon. Maybe the faces of the people there is what convinced me that don't, don't speak English, just pigeon, pigeon. Whatever you are saying, they will not hear. So I spoke with the enemy who was charged up. Then I discovered that the Holy Ghost is not a respecter of language. You preach in Yoruba, it confirms. You preach in Pidgin, it confirms. As long as it's the word, it will confirm it. Are we together? Say we did together. Uh-huh. I like the fact that you are also responding. In Pidgin. Philippians 3 and verse 13. Brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind, and reaching forth unto those things which are before. I press toward the mark for the price of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. I press toward the mark for the price of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. I'll be speaking on what is titled Fresh Starts. Everybody say Fresh Starts. Let's quickly pray. Dear Jesus, we thank you for the breaking of your word, the dividing of your word that helps us to grow, that helps us to be better, that helps us to be stronger. As your word is broken and divided again this morning, we receive understanding from the Holy Spirit in the name of Jesus. We declare that we are edified, we are transformed, we will never be the same again. In Jesus' name, we have prayed. Alright. There are a few reasons I believe God designed the world to function the way it is functioning. Where we have seconds and minutes and hours and days and weeks and months and years. Where there is a possibility of saying Happy New Year and where there is a possibility of a word for the month. Where there's a possibility of weekly realities. In heaven, those things don't exist. Nobody says happy new year in heaven. 
It's only a reality that exists on the earth. And it's not the reality that exists just in the broken world. By broken world, I mean the world that existed after Adam sinned. Genesis chapter 1 verse 14. Put it on the screen. Let's look at something here. Genesis chapter 1 and verse 14. God created light, created day, and told us the reason he created it. He said he created it for seasons, for signs. God said, let there be lights in the firmament of the heavens to divide the day from the night. Let them be for signs and seasons, for days and years. We know that Adam did not fall until Genesis 3. So this reality is already working, even before the fall. Are we together? So, night and day that we have is not just because Adam sinned. It's something that God has ordained that man should live by on the earth. The reason he gives here is for signs and for seasons. Everybody says signs and seasons. I was teaching some weeks back and I explained that. I think that I appreciate the fact that the weather can change. I mean, it will be very boring if the weather does not change. Imagine it is always raining every time. The only season we experience is rainy season. It will be very, very boring. I like the fact that it's summertime now and then. Our leaves are shredding a little bit. And then those who are cold have to wear a different garment. It brings about change. It brings about variety. But clearly, the Word of God says, night or light and day, night and day was made for signs and for seasons. But I believe that beyond what is said in Genesis 1.14, one of the purposes of weeks and months and years is to establish a reality with God which is called a new beginning. Everybody say a new beginning. Or you can also call it our title, a fresh start. God wants to establish that principle of a new beginning, you know, a fresh start with man. And so he ordained this concept of day and night where we have weeks and we have months and we have years. Because like I will soon show you in other scriptures, it is just part of the character of God to give people a new beginning. To give people a fresh start. So not just by instructions from words. In case you are confused about the concept of a fresh start, every time we say Happy New Year, that reality reminds you that there's something called a fresh start. Are we together? When you sleep, you probably sleep very tired. You are worked up. Your body is stressed. And then you sleep. Through the night, you rest. And then you wake up revived. That's the concept of a fresh start. So God ordained night and day. To teach us and establish that principle. In Lamentations 3 and verse 22, the writer there says that God's mercies are new every morning. So every morning you wake up, you wake up to that reality of a fresh start. It's a new beginning. Every time it's a new month, that reality is affirmed. It's a new beginning. I like what it says in Isaiah chapter 1 and verse 18. Let's read this one. Isaiah chapter 1 and verse 18. God was speaking to Israel. And he was telling them something very, very important here. He told them, although they were in a very terrible state, Isaiah 1, 18, although their sins was as red as crimson, he says they shall be as wool. 
Though they be like scarlet, they shall be as white as snow. So he was giving them a fresh start. He says, come now, let us reason together. Some people are actually in a very terrible state currently. In a very messed up situation. And you feel like you can't even wait for life to end. You are just living life. And even though you say happy new year, it seems like it's just a miserable old life. God says to Israel, come now, let us reason together. What's your argument? What's your problem? What's the reason for your sorrow? Why are you worried? Why are you angry? Why are you messed up? Even though your sins are as red as crimson, there is a possibility for a fresh start. It's possible that you have a whole new chapter altogether in your life. It's possible. It's possible. Somebody says, well, you don't know what I'm talking about. I'm very old. I'm very old. How can you be talking about a new beginning? I'm 35 already. God says, I offer fresh starts to anyone who wants it. Anyone. Somebody can become born again when he's 80. Fresh start. You say, ah, is, what is that about? As far as God is concerned, whoever is in Christ is a new creature. All things have passed away. All things have become new. God consistently offers new beginnings. And the new year is a reminder of that reality. As I was preparing to teach, it was very clear that there are people who have said Happy New Year for so many times. And still their life is the old, miserable, wretched life that they have always known. And God wants to teach you. Beyond the Happy New Year celebrations, beyond the Happy New Month celebrations, beyond the New Day realities, God wants to teach you how you can experience a new beginning and a fresh start. In Isaiah 65 and verse 17, God says, I will make a new heaven and a new earth. Now listen, when I read that scripture, what comes to my mind is this. The earth is big. The earth is massive. The heaven is even more massive. God said he can and he will make a new heaven and a new earth. Your life also can experience the possibility of a new beginning. The entire earth will be remade, reborn. The entire heaven will be born again. I said, what? How much more your life? Your life can also experience a fresh start. Tell your neighbor, don't give up. It's a new beginning. Don't give up. There's a fresh start. So, this year 2022 is another reminder that God is in the business of offering new beginnings to those who need it. To those who want it. However, let me say three things to note about a fresh start before I tell you how you can experience a fresh start. Three things to note here about a new beginning or about a fresh start. The first thing here is that a fresh start may be difficult. It may be difficult. For some of you, you have made up your mind there are certain things you want to start doing this year. You want to take your work with God seriously. You want to take your church attendance seriously. Listen to me, I'm excited about that reality, but a fresh start may be difficult. I discovered that white people often live miserable old lives is because it is easy to remain the way you are than to change into something new. It's easy. People are often scared 
to make a change into something new. They're often scared. Ah, let me just stay like this. We are, they say that um, a devil that you know is better than an angel you don't know. Have you heard that statement before? It's not in the Bible. They said. So people just say, well, what I'm familiar with, my environment, familiar with my surrounding, I don't want anything new. I don't want anything that will be a change. And so often people do not pay the price for a fresh start. They just stay where they are and say, I'm okay like this. Anybody who had a fresh start in scriptures, <laughs> you saw them laboring to it. Jacob was a supplanter. He was somebody who you can call a deceiver, a cheat. That was his identity and reputation. When he wanted a fresh start, he wrestled with an angel. It was an experience or an encounter of prayer. It was out of that experience that he became born again, as it were, in a sense. That he experienced a new beginning. So a fresh start may be difficult. That is not to damp your mood or to kill your excitement, but to brace you up. Many people attempt to start new things, but they are not ready. So somebody laughs at them and says, ah, but I should not go to church now this new year. And your new year resolution will be that. Ah, ah. Then they start teasing you and say, Pastor, that you now get, you now get discouraged and say, ah, well, this ridicule is too much. Well, let me just go back to sleeping on Sunday mornings at home. Ah, but I should not follow us, go party again. Now your new year resolution will be that. They will ridicule you, they will mock you. If you want to experience a fresh start, be ready for it. Be ready for it. In the days where Jesus was on the earth physically, how do you think it felt when somebody came and said, I'm a disciple of Jesus? The Pharisees mocked them. Ah, you two have joined that Nazareth man. You are following that carpenter son. It was mockery. It was ridicule. Anything you decide to do as a new beginning, people will mock you, people will ridicule you until they start seeing results. Are you listening to me? There are certain things you have decided you are going to drop. You are going to stop doing this year. It's not going to come that cheaply. People will laugh at you, will suggest you are joking. They will remind you of how you tried before and failed. Is that not what you said last year? Oh, now you are ready. You follow us, Jerry. You will have to be stubborn. Everybody says stubborn. You have to be resolute. A new beginning, a fresh start. It's not going to come cheap or easy. You will face ridicule. You will face opposition. You will face doubts. You will face pain. But if you really want it, you will go for it and you will stay with it. The second thing I want to say here, a fresh start may involve little adjustment or drastic changes. Little adjustment. For some of you, who wants a fresh start in your work with God? It's not like your work with God is bad, but you want to make little adjustments. For some of you who want a new beginning in your relationship with the local church, it's not like you don't have any relationship with the local church, but you want to make little adjustments. For instance, some of you have said you don't want to come late to church again, but the Yamatan will threaten you. The Yamatan weather will threaten you. When you look at the watch and it's 7.30 and everywhere still looks like it's 5.30, you say, let me sleep a little. A little sleep, a little slumber, a little closing of the eyes. And I wake up by 9.30. Then you say, I will follow online. <laughs> you have to be stubborn. This year you have to be stubborn. Every little adjustment, make it. But it's, it's a drastic change, also make it. 
For some people, it's not little adjustments. You have to make drastic changes. For some of you, you want a fresh start in your health, in your eating habits. Maybe you have been drinking one bottle of carbonated drink every day. You need drastic change. You need to just drop it. Maybe you can use the ones in a week. Drastic change. For some of you, you are saying, I just need a little adjustment. I won't take it late at night anymore. If I will take it, I will take it in the morning. Are we together? So, a fresh start is not just about the um, absolute, complete change of a situation. It can involve little tweaks here and there. Some of you have been generous, for instance, to people. It's not like you are a stingy or greedy person. But then, you are making up your mind that I want to do more. I want to be better in terms of generosity. It could be, or it could involve a little adjustment, or it could involve drastic changes. Some of us need to make little adjustments to be completely transformed. Some of us have to completely overhaul our lifestyle and habits. For some people, they don't pray at all. That's the truth. They wake up in the morning and they say, up and grateful on WhatsApp status. They don't pray at all. Now, you have to completely change that lifestyle. Because they pay, it can't pay you. <laughs> you have to completely change it. I say, I will pray. I will open my mouth. God is not on WhatsApp. I will open my mouth and pray. Are you listening to me? For some of us, a little change. Maybe you have been praying. One hour, you say, I want to step it up to two hours every day. One hour at night, one hour in the morning. A little change. But eventually, it's still towards a fresh start. Let me say one last thing in this direction. Things to note about a fresh start. The impact of a fresh start may not be obvious immediately. But it is certain to manifest. The impact of a fresh start, of a new beginning, may not be obvious immediately. But it is certain. If you stay with it, if you stay with the disciplines that a fresh start requires, it is certain to manifest. When does a new day begin according to the clock? What? 12 a.m. That's at midnight. Does it look like, aside from what the clock says, does it look like a new day has come by 12 midnight? No. When will there be a proof, a little proof, that a new day has come? Around what time? Around 5, 6. <laughs> Meanwhile, a new day has started, though, six hours earlier. But it is not obvious. The day has not broken, but a new day has already begun. Are we listening? When you decide to begin afresh with life, sometimes you look stupid. Like there is no proof, there is no evidence. It looks as though you are just wasting your time and you go back to your vomit. Stay with it. <laughs> Stay with it. Even when people get converted, when people get saved, there are certain things that may still be lurking around their hearts. They may have doubts and say, am I really born again? <laughs> but if they know the truth, they will understand how transformation works. And they will stay with the word of grace and then they will be completely turned around. So, a fresh start, a new beginning. It may not seem to be like it at first. But don't stop. You stay with it, you stay with it until there are proofs that indeed you have started afresh. Okay, so I want to in the next couple of minutes explain in 
Little details. How exactly you can experience a fresh start. Seven points here. How to experience a fresh start. The first thing you have to do, which is what we read in Philippians chapter 3, is to mentally discard the past. Mentally discard the past and embrace the new. So you know that in some countries, when you are saying Happy New Year, they have already celebrated two days in the New Year. Are we together? I was on a <laughs> blog some days ago and I saw that some Muslims were saying that um, they have their own Islamic calendar. So why are they doing Christian Happy New Year again? That uh, they have Muslim calendar. So a calendar is relative. The most important calendar is the calendar of your mind. Are you listening to me? The calendar of your mind is the most important calendar. So you can say Happy New Year, but your mind is still in the past. Past offenses, past hurts, past fears. And though you, your mouth says Happy New Year, and the Nigerian calendar or your workplace or your school says there's a new session, your mind is still in the past. You have not discarded the past from your mind. You have to discard the past from your mind. Not just from the calendar, from your mind. Some of you have diaries, and the diary is not helping you. You go back to 10 years ago, when that bro broke your heart, you now look at it and say, hmm, I remember this thing, I will never forget. What's wrong with you? What's wrong with you? Why don't you want to forget? Is it a good memory? So why are you storing it up? That was the day, brother Theophilus, he broke my heart. And then you look at the girl, you, know, you see, I will pass it on to my children. For what? For what? Someone like that, they just enjoy going back to memories. Thinking about it, crying about it, sobbing. You can't make progress with that kind of a mindset. You can't. Isaiah chapter 43 and verse 18 to 19. Let's read this one. Isaiah 43, 18 to 19. Do not remember the former things. See, you have to make up your mind. When he says do not remember the former things, it's not saying the memory will not cross your mind. He's saying do not deliberately go and bring it up. Something that has been buried, you go and dig up the grave. And be, and be worshipping the corpse. Let the thing that has been buried, let it stay there now. There's no point going back to it. Remember not the former things. Nor consider. The word consider there and remember is don't bring it to mind. Don't bring it to mind. There are some things that when they come to your mind, you should resist it. I say, eh, I beg, I beg, what is past is past. I'm moving on with my life. I'm moving ahead. Are you listening to me? There are things that I, when I remember them, I hurt. Like, ah, you shouldn't have done that. But when I learned that hurting over previous mistakes would cheat me of the blessings of the future, I stopped. I just stopped. When it comes to my mind and Satan tries to use it to accuse me, I just shrug it off. <laughs> please, please. 
I'm done with that. That's past. It's past, Satan. It's past. So consider not the former things. Remember not the things of old. Verse 19. Behold. The word behold is see. Look. Come on. Everybody say behold. I will do a new thing. Now it shall spring forth. Shall you not know it? In other words, there will be an evidence and a proof that I'm doing a new thing. I will make a road in the wilderness and rivers in the deserts. So, mentally discard the past and mentally embrace the new. Some people are still in 2012. Yes. They have not embraced any new year. They have stayed with their mouth, but they have not embraced any new year. Nothing about their mind is new. They are still in 2012. The ghosts and the shadows of 2012 is haunting them. Haunting them. Embrace the new. It's a new season. It's a new year. It's a new month. It's a new day. The year of the Lord's favor. Maybe your plans did not work out last year, but embrace the new. Maybe lots of people hurt you and offended you, and you recorded several failures, but discard the past in your mind and embrace the new. Until you embrace the new, the old will still be your reality. Yeah. The old will still be your reality. Remember, what needs to change is the calendar in your mind. The calendar in your phone may change. The calendar that you have hung on the wall may change. But if the calendar on your mind does not change, you are still in an old experience. You cannot experience the new when the past is constantly on your mind. The people of Israel came out of Egypt. Egypt was their former location. It was their old location. When they came out of Egypt, God was trying to teach them the culture of the new place they were going to go. While they were in the wilderness. But the problem is that many of them, their hearts were still in Egypt. They craved the delicacies of Egypt. They even threatened to go back. That was where God was very angry with them. Ah, you want to go back from? Do you know what it took me to rescue you out of Egypt? You now want to go back. And some people, although they have, with their legs, come out of 2021, it seems as though their heart is still there. They are still pondering about the things they did not achieve. The mistakes they made. The offenses. Some of you have carried over offenses into a new year. Broafana. You carried over offenses. When the word of God says you should not even allow the sun to go down on your earth. Now you have allowed the year to go down on your earth. The sun, that is a day, should not pass without you forgiving. You have allowed an entire year pass. Then you have not written it with a very big barrel in a diary. You can't forgive with that kind of a mentality. You cannot forgive. And as long as you are trapped in that realm, trapped in that reality, there will be no progress for you. God will try to help you by sending his word, but you have to embrace the new. Some of you have not forgiven yourself. It's not another person you have not forgiven. You have not forgiven yourself. You are still angry with yourself. Some of you have not forgiven your parents for giving back to you as a Nigerian. You have just left me where I was. You brought me to this country. Ah, your mates are giving me to children in Canada. You are giving me to children in Nigeria. That be alpha. You not try. Forgive them. <laughs> Forgive them. Let's go of the past. In your mind, 
mentally discard the past and then embrace the new. Are we together? Number two, how do you experience a fresh start? Admit and acknowledge that you need a fresh start. Admit and acknowledge that you need a fresh start. Now, this is different from beating yourself and condemning yourself and accusing yourself for what you got wrong in the past. Get to a point where you just admit, I need a fresh start. The Holy Ghost brings us into conviction. He tells us, come on, your work with God should improve this year. This season of your life is strategic. Your work with God must improve. But the Holy Ghost will not begin to tell you, in 1994, remember how you are. Look at you, look at your life. No, the Holy Ghost will not do that. It will just tell you, now and for the future. Make your life better. Improve things. But you need to admit, some of us are living in self-denial. That's the problem. We don't want to admit that, ah, I need a fresh start too. We don't want to admit. We are arrogant and cocky and we act like, well, oh, there's no problem, Joe. Let's just keep going the way we are going. That's dangerous. That's dangerous. We are saying you should not beat yourself in condemnation and guilt and unforgiveness, but to now deny that you need help. That you should make progress. That you should move beyond this point into the promised land. That's not a solution either. You admit, I need help. I need to make progress. In my relationship with people, in my personal disposition, one of my plans this year is to smile more. Even though it is very hard, but I will try. I will try. To smile more. I cannot. My wife often tells me when I'm shouting or when I am a bit too erratic in my emotions. And one of the foolish things I can do is to say, I'm not shouting. Even when you are saying, I'm not shouting, you are shouting. Why can't you just admit that? Okay, okay, I'm shouting. So let's just, um, let's just calm down, turn the volume down a little bit and just make some progress. This year, your friend has told you, you can get better in this, you can improve in this. Stop denying. When your friend taps you and says, you are sleeping. Don't say, I'm not sleeping. I'm having a vision. Stop it. Just acknowledge. Have a fresh start. I will wake up. His mercies are new every morning. I will wake up. I'm continuing the service. Don't say, no, no, uh, no. Don't do that. Not necessary. You don't make any progress like that. Admit, I need a fresh start. I faltered. All right, I've made a mistake. I've stumbled. But I can pick myself up again. Are we together? Don't beat yourself in the, in, the, in, the, in the mood of condemnation. But don't deny. Some sinners beat themselves in condemnation and say, I'm too terrible a sinner for God to save. Some other sinners deny that they need a savior. Say, I'm okay. My life is okay. Life is not okay. You're so close to hell. You need a fresh start. You need to be born again. Stop living in denial and say, no, the way it is going like this is okay. That's the way my father did it. That's the way my grandfather did it. He doesn't have to be like that with you. So, acknowledge, admit you need a fresh start. Clearly identify the specific areas where you need to simply start again. And admit that a situation should not be allowed to continue. There are some things you need to say, okay, this situation, I need to start again, and I'm not going to let it continue. Admit it. Admit it. You see, one of the entrance into a fresh start is the power of repentance. Everybody say repentance. That's what Isaiah 1.18 was trying to explain. God said, I know you guys are messed up. I know you've had a rough past and a terrible 
passport. Come on. Although your sins are as red as crimson, I can make your life as white as snow. It will look as though you never sinned. Like there was no record against you and there is no record against you. I can declare you not guilty in such a way that no police will be able to arrest you for any wrongdoing. You can start afresh. But people who are hypocrites don't embrace that. They deny us. You know, you know in Malachi chapter 3, God was um, echoing a conversation. He said, you guys robbed me in that context, tithes and offering. And then Israel asked, how can a man rob God? We have never robbed God. We are not robbers. <laughs> you guys are robbers. Stop denying. Stop, stop telling me that I'm lying. You are robbers. And this is how you robbed me. So many people deny. Where they are supposed to make adjustment and shift and repent and turn. They deny. They say, no, everything is okay. Everything is okay. I've counseled many people so many times prophetically. I say, this is what is happening in your life now, 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 now. Is it true? They'll say, eh, it's not like that. Is it true? We should be like David. A prophet came to him and said, this is what you have done. This is what is going to happen to you. The man literally up and said, I'm guilty. It's true. Is there any mercy for me? The more we keep denying, <laughs> the more we close the doors to a fresh start. You know that the way things are currently with your siblings, with your parents, it's not healthy. Why are you denying? Everything is fine. No? I still spoke to her two days ago. Why are you denying? Why are you denying? I, I greeted the happy new year. That's the point. You know in your heart of hearts that things are not the way they are supposed to be. You don't have to continue living in self-denial. You can embrace God's method into a fresh start. Acknowledge and admit that you need a fresh start. Repentance cannot happen in denial and hypocrisy. Are we still together? The third point here in experiencing a fresh start, please don't avoid God. The first thing I said was you should mentally discard the past and embrace the new. The second thing I said was that you should acknowledge and admit that you need a fresh start. Many people do number one and do number two, but eventually they don't do number three. They begin to avoid God. Now listen to me, it is God that gives new beginnings. I will say that again. It is only God that gives new beginnings. You can work hard, you can try your best. They can pray for you, you can pray for yourself. If God does not give you that entrance of a new beginning, a fresh start will not be a reality. That's why often after people's mistakes, one of the things that Satan engineers is he engineers guilt that separates men from God. Because he knows that if they go back to God, they will have a fresh start. So he tells them, God is too angry with you. Just avoid him. Avoid him. Avoid him. Run away from God though. Stay on your own though. And so the old miserable life continues. Not because there is no offer of a fresh start and a new beginning. But because men begin to avoid God. At the moment where they actually need God the most. If you need a fresh start, you need God the most at that point. It's not a time to feel, okay, I'm just going to do it by myself. No, 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 no. Any new reality you want to experience, it is God that can give you. You can't get it by self-determination and self-effort and gra-gra. Say this after me, no be by gra-gra. Why many people make New Year resolutions and fail at it the next day? It's because they do not employ the methods of God. 
you want to experience a new beginning, but you do not want to subscribe to the help of God who gives you new beginnings. Will there even be a new year if God did not give you? How do you not think you want to experience something new in the new year without God? How does he add up? You need God. First, you want the first that you need God like never before. You need God like never before. Peter denied Jesus three times, then he withdrew. He didn't, he didn't, he, he just withdrew back to fishing business. Jesus was now looking for him. Peter, where are you? Peter, where are you? Peter, where are you? He withdrew. Satan is trying to amplify your wrongs, your mistakes, and make it look as though, ah, there's no way back. No, there's a way back. There's a way back. The prodigal son could have stayed in that, in that, uh, terrible country and be feeding from the swines. He thought to himself, even if I will go back as a servant, let me go back. Let me go back. Go back to God. The interesting thing about the prodigal son story is that as soon as the father saw him, the father ran to him. The father is actually searching, waiting for you. Are you listening to me this morning? Don't avoid God. You can't experience the fresh start while trying to avoid God. Some of you are trying to impress God. I'm trying to say, God, I will get back to you without your help. Watch me, watch me. <laughs> and God is like, you can't get back to me without my help. I'm the one I will show you the way. You don't even have to come back. I will show you the way. I will take you by the hands and say, this is the way back. Repentance is a gift from God. Are you listening to me? Some people are trying to impress God. I say, I can, I can just go back whenever I like it. I'll just go back in my own time when I'm convenient, in my own mood. I'll just go back to God on my own. It's not like that. You will have to ask for God's help. You will have to acknowledge that you need God. There are certain habits that you are trying to drop and you are trying to do it by human philosophy and um, human wisdom. Meanwhile, you just need God's help. You just need God's help. I've counseled people and given them ridiculous advices that does not sound weighty or supernatural or strong enough to help them. But just because it was anointed from God, it fixed the problem. It solved the issue. Are you still listening to me? Are we still together? So don't avoid God. You need to take God seriously. You have financial goals, take God seriously. You have relationship goals in 2022, take God seriously. It's not a time to drop your commitment with God because you think you are going to be so busy in 2022. Except the Lord watches over a city, the watchmen watch but in vain. Except the Lord builds a house, the laborers labor but in vain. So in all your doings in this season, don't avoid God. Embrace the help of God. God is the giver of new beginnings. Number four, how to experience a fresh start. You can take these notes sequentially and practice it like that. It will produce results in this sequence. But even if it's not exactly in this sequence, just ensure that you apply everything as much as you can. Number four, be fully persuaded in faith that a fresh start 
has started. Full persuasion would make you make moves. You can embrace the new year in your mind. But without full persuasion, you will not make moves. Everybody say, make a move. It's a new beginning. Say louder, make a move. It's a new beginning. The way to get full persuasion for me is that I go over various examples of a fresh start in scriptures or in contemporary times. Now everybody try and listen up a little bit, particularly ladies. There is a game called football. How many of you know the game called football? In that game, some people can get injured. An injury to a footballer is beyond the physical pain. It is the trauma of playing again after recovery. What that means is that if somebody holds a football at his feet and an opponent comes and slides through, to slide through is to extend a leg and hurts that leg and it breaks. The leg breaks. Actually, and there are cases like that where the leg breaks. And they have to go and fix it. Now, the guy comes back 18 months later to play football. He may be afraid to touch the ball again. In his mind, he may not want to make a move. He may not want to take risks. So what they often do, that's why many footballers, once they have terrible career injuries like that, it's difficult for them to come back to their regular form. Now, what therapists do is that they call the footballer and play video clips of his great games. They say, this is you. This is how you used to play before you got injured. So the guy watches it. He sees what he used to be. How he used to be excellent. How he used to be confident. How he used to be aggressive. And by watching that over and over again, his faith is developed to now make moves just as he used to make previously. Do you get the illustration? So, when you, when you want to experience a fresh start, you can just go over testimonies and examples of people that God had dealt with and turned their life around and gave them a new beginning. There is virtually nobody that God worked with in Scripture who did not have a past and then eventually had a future with God. Abraham was an idol worshipper. Idol worshipper. That was Abraham's description. When God told him, come, leave your father's house, I will take you to a land I will later show you. Idol worshipper and he had no child. God made him a father of many nations. He was a friend of God. He was also called a prophet of God. From idol worshipper to friend of God. There was a man called Saul of Tarsus. <laughs> Nobody will have imagined Saul of Tarsus in Acts chapter 8. He was breathing threats against the church he was, I mean, at the forefront of Christian persecution. And then in Acts chapter 9, there was an experience with Jesus that turned his life around and gave him a fresh start. If you saw Saul, if you saw Paul, five minutes before that encounter in Acts chapter 9, you will never imagine he will be the greatest apostle of the New Testament. You will never imagine. You never imagine. Yet God gave him a fresh start. I'll give you the first start. Moses was in the palace of Egypt for 40 years. Everybody say 40 years. And that's a long time. God gave him two fresh starts. First, God took him to the wilderness. 
probably to detox him from all the Egyptian mentality. He was there for another 40 years. And after another 40 years, God gave him another fresh start. I said, oh yeah, come. You will go back to Egypt and let my people go from the bondage of Pharaoh. So he was 80 when he had his second fresh start. He was 80. Those are people who have found that God is in the business of creating new beginnings. It does not matter how long you've been stuck with that habit, with that addiction. There is a new beginning for you. Believe it and then make moves. Stop expecting to fail. Stop it. It's a new beginning. It's a fresh start. Stop expecting to fail. You see, one of the ways you know you are beginning to experience a fresh start is not that your ways will now be perfect. It is that if you falter, you will treat it as it's a mistake. It's not a lifestyle. I'm getting over with it. I'm coming out of it. I'm picking myself up. I'm running again. But when you now say, hmm, that's how life is, you have not started afresh at all. Are you listening to me? A fresh start does not often speak about perfection immediately. But it begins with you beginning to adjust that. Well, this, this is a mistake. I'm going I'm to I'm deal with it. And I'm going to be fine. I'm going to overcome this. But when you now say, that's the way I am. Oh, that's my own, uh, it's my own uh, ton of flesh that God gave me from heaven. Ah, that's, that's a very bad state. Joseph was his father's favorite boy. He had about two or three fresh starts. The fresh start of a pit. His brothers threw him there. All his arrogance and his coat of many colors left him in the pit. That one did not last for a while. They took him again and sold him to the Potiphar's family. It was there. It was another fresh start for him. <laughs> After a while, he ended up in the prison. It was another fresh start. This way, different experiences, new beginnings. New beginnings. Imagine from being your father's favorite son to now doing boy boy for Potiphar. Then his wife will not let you rest again. You have to go to jail. Then eventually, the, the exact place that God had ordained for him, he was now promoted to the palace. Everybody God has worked with. Peter was a fisherman, sinner, publican. They didn't know God. Jesus gave him a fresh start. Even gave him a new name. Your case is not that bad. Say this after me. My case is not that bad. John chapter 5. A man was at a particular spot for 38 years. 38 years is a long time. Jesus gave him a fresh start. New beginning. Pick up your bed. Walk. Make a move out of faith. Pick up your bed. The man could have said, I can't pick up my bed. Don't you? Can't you see he made a move. He made a move. A man was called Blind Bartimaeus. Blind was not his name. Oh. There's a footballer called Blind. It's actually pronounced Blind. It's a Dutch footballer, Danny Blind. That's it. But this guy called Blind Bartimaeus. That's not his name. Oh. His name is not Blind. Oh. But he had been known for that sickness all his life. So they gave him the nickname Blind Bartimaeus. Jesus gave him a new beginning, fresh start. <laughs> when people saw him, they could not recognize him. Are you still with me? Have faith. Make a move. A move of faith. Some of the things you failed at in previous seasons, 
try it again. Don't try it with the mentality of, ah, I tried it before, it didn't work. No, try it again knowing that you have a fresh start. It's a beginning. The grace of God upon your life right now is stronger, is higher, is better. You have learned your lessons, you have moved on. Make a move of faith. Don't define yourself according to your previous errors. You are not what you used to be. Say this after me, I am not what I used to be. I am not what I used to be. Number five. Be strongly motivated. Now, this is a product of you not avoiding God, experiencing or rather um, embracing the help of God. You also having faith. You also have to be strongly motivated. This will help you to make up your mind when things are difficult. Joseph was strongly motivated. He did not bow to the advances of Potiphar's wife. So I told you that new, new beginnings, fresh starts may be difficult. You have to be motivated. One of the best ways to motivate yourself so that you can experience and sustain a fresh start is to remind yourself of what you will be when the proof of a new beginning begins to show. Are you still listening to me? Remind yourself. Some of you need a fresh start in your diet. Your health is terrible. You fall sick often. And you know that the way out of it is to reduce your carbonated drink intake. When you are tempted and you see that, that Coke bottle shining, dripping in ice, say, ooh, so refreshing. Remind yourself that, say, I will be healthy. If instead of drinking Coke, I just take water, I will be very healthy. I won't have to spend much on drugs and hospital bills. And, and if I'm healthy, I will be happy. I won't have to be miserable and wretched. Remind yourself of the benefits of sustaining a fresh start. When you don't feel like praying, even though you have told yourself you'll be praying now every morning, remind yourself of the power you would accumulate in prayer. Are you listening to me this morning? When you don't feel like reading the scriptures and you have made up the mind you are going to be reading the Bible every morning, remind yourself of what you will be a giant in the faith if you stay with the word. So when it is boring to read, you stay with it. You are motivated because you remind yourself, I will be greater, I will be better, I will be stronger if I stay with it. Motivate yourself. Motivate yourself. Outline and identify the results, the tangible proofs that will come when you sustain your fresh starts. Outline it. If you can pray every day consistently for the next 300 days, for two hours, what will your life be? According to scripture, not according to rumors. Rumors say you are wasting your time praying. <laughs> what are you going to do something with your life? According to scripture, the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man produces tremendous effect. Building up yourself on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. That's what scripture says. According to scripture, I will build up myself if I pray. So I motivate this. Even if I don't feel like praying, I remember the scripture. So I pray more. I put 5 more minutes. I put 15 more minutes. When I'm tired and I'm lazy, I put 30 more minutes. I'm motivated because the evidence of the first start will be something glorious. 
Sometimes people are building a project and it is tiring. Blocks upon blocks, layers upon layers. And they feel, when is this going to even end? But when they go back to the architectural design and they see that building in its full completed glory, they are motivated. Let's try again. Let's push some, some more. Let's add some more blocks. Let's increase the laborers. What will your life be if you subscribe to God's plan and then you become all that God wants you to become? It will be beautiful. It will be amazing. It will be sweet. It will be strong. Motivate yourself. This is how you make up your mind. There will be ridicules. I've told you that previously. You want to take your work with God seriously? This year, you wake up by 75, you are going to church. Ah, your roommates will ask you, where are you going? You say, I'm going to church. Ah, it's not well. You used to go by 9 o'clock before. They'll say, ah, what I said? What happened to you? You motivate yourself. You motivate yourself. You make up your mind. See, every time you, you, you are trying to start afresh, you will notice there are several distractions. That's when the temptations will now increase. You will now be wondering, ah, I didn't feel like this when I did not make up my mind to change. What, what is now happening now? So you have to have a motivation. Jesus, according to Hebrews 12 and verse 2, who for the joy that was set before him, endured the cross, despised the shame. So, he motivated himself. There's a joy set before me. And we are the joy. Say this after me, I'm the joy of Jesus. I'm the joy. So, Jesus looked beyond the cross and saw Judah. And said, hey! He's watch it. I will die for him. The joy is set before him. He endured the cross. The mockery said, hey, Sabi, you are the son of God. Come down, come down. <laughs> he had me in the picture. He had you in the picture. So he stayed on the cross. Died thoroughly. He died very well. He did not die fake death. He died very, very well. So that the price for eternal salvation will be purchased. He motivated himself. People have often said that it was not the nails that kept Jesus on the cross. It was love. This is love for us. Motivate yourself. A new beginning, a fresh start. Be motivated. One simple way to motivate yourself, consider what will happen. Apostle Paul says, I press. So what's the price? There's a price. There's a mark. There's a price I'm aiming for. I press. When it seems I'm tired, I look at the price again and I say, I press some more. I'm pressing some more. I will get there. Motivate yourself. Satan does not want you to see that which is, behind, which is ahead of you. So he blows you and tries to distract you. But if you can keep the vision clear before your eyes, you would notice you are just always a marching, always a marching, always a marching. Against all odds, you keep going. Till eventually, you get there. Say this after me, I will get there. Say this after me, I will get there. Satan is not as powerful as we may think he is. Many, many times it's just that we have not made up our minds on some of the things we will start doing and some of the things we will stop doing. Every time I have made up my mind to increase what I give as an offering, I noticed there was always money. It turns that there has always been money. But because I have not made up my mind, I kept saying, when God bless me more. 
The day you make up your mind, this is what I'm going to do. When I made up my mind on certain decisions about my health, I began to operate in supernatural health. Not supernatural healing, supernatural health. I made up my mind. The making up your mind will be painful. Sometimes you will think, sometimes you think you die. <laughs> but you remind yourself that I'm not a chicken now. I cannot just die like that. Ah. Ah. I cannot just die like that for this small headache. So I'll stay with faith. I'll stay with faith. Till, till I did not need healing anymore. It now became a permanent reality of health. <laughs> Satan is not as strong as many people paint him. Some people are just not decisive. And it's more pressure. They say, okay, well, let's play safe. <laughs> you, you, can, you, see, you can't sustain certain realities with that kind of mentality. That's what happened to Israel. And this month, the, the wilderness is hard. Let's go back to Egypt. How can you reach the promised land with that kind of mindset? You have to be stubborn. The word says we die here. We say we live here. We will live. We will not die. We will stay here. And we will experience the goodness of God in the land of the living. Are you listening to me? This situation will not drown me. The Red Sea is no match for God's power. Let Pharaoh come with his chariots. I will still stay here. I will stand still and see the salvation of God. The giants are in the land, but we will go to the land and overtake them. That mentality, stubborn in God. Stubborn in God. Many people want to say, we are like grasshoppers in their sight. That kind of person cannot experience the promise. Stubborn. Joshua and Caleb said, we are able to take them. He took, I told you the first thing I said, New beginnings, it will be tough. Brace up. If you are not ready for the difficulty that comes with it, you will quit too soon. A fresh start, you will have to be stubborn. <laughs> stubborn in God. Stubborn in faith. Stubborn in discipline. Stubborn in diligence. Make up your mind. Make up your mind. Many of the things you call addictions are not addictions. You are just lazy. Make up your mind. I'm going to stop today. Let me see the demon. I'll come and, I'll come and stop you. Make up your mind. You have not made up your mind. That's why you are still to and fro. Try it. Try it. Don't just try it. I said this thing. I will not do it. I want to see the pit of hell that the demon will come from and come and force me to do it. It's not, I'm telling you, many times you just glorify Satan. It's not as difficult as we make it look. Make up your mind. Grace will only flow in the direction of the person that has made up his mind. Are you listening to me? There will be no ability of God released when you are indecisive. The idea of James chapter 1, whoever asks of God, let him ask in faith, not wavering. He that wavers, let him not think he can receive anything from God. He is double-minded, unstable in all his ways. Suggest that grace is not released until you make up your mind. That's what resolute faith is. That lady, her daughter was sick, informed by a demon. <laughs> Jesus said, it is not good to give what belongs to children to dogs. The woman was stubborn. Resolute. Even Jesus eventually could not deny her. Say, ah, your faith is strong. Oh yeah, oh yeah, what you have, what you have, what you want, you have it. Make up your mind. When your mind is made up, then you would, you would stay on the, in the direction that the advantage of God will become visible. For Joshua and Caleb, going back to Egypt, 
For them, it was impossible. Like, like, go back to Egypt. But for the other guys, they were like, it's an option. No? As long as your vomit is still an option, you'll go back. You'll go back. Close the door permanently to some things. Like, never. I won't cross that line again. That's all. This way it ends. In your mind, close the door. Then by practice and habit, close the door. Let me now see the demon that will carry you from where you are. Let me see. It's not as difficult as when people make it look. Just make up your mind. Are you still listening? Point number what are we now, Jerry? Point number six. Experiencing a fresh start. Break away from darkness by having an accountability partner. Break away from darkness by having an accountability partner. If there's anything you want to do as a new beginning, as a fresh start this year, one of the ways you can help yourself is to have an accountability partner. Sister Dami, I would like to be coming to church early in 2022. I've made up my mind. And I want you to be my accountability partner. Whenever I don't come to church early, remind me of my promise to myself or my resolution. MD, I want to be coming to all services as much as I can this year. Whenever you don't see me in church, please, please remind me that I said that to you. Have an accountability. Now, once you, if you make a decision alone, in a sense, it's a decision in darkness. And this also applies to several negative vices, wrong habits, terrible addictions people go through. Sometimes it's as simple as just telling somebody, this is what I'm trying to fix. And once somebody who is a partner with God is told, the hold of darkness breaks. But this time I tell you, don't tell anybody, don't tell anybody, don't tell anybody. Hey, 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 what would they say? What would they say? Hide it, hide it, hide it. Now the more that happens, the more that thing is strengthened. Are you listening to me? A fresh start, a new beginning, you can have a confidence. I say, come. This is what I want to begin to do. This is what I want to begin to do. This is what I want to stop doing. The confidence should be a confidence too. Not somebody looking for what to share gossip with. Are we still together? Somebody you can trust. I say, I want to share this with you. But I'm trusting that this year, this is the end of it. When you say that, you see, eh? Ha! I think it was in Malachi chapter 3. There are conversations that usher in the influence of God. The Bible says that as they spoke to one another, a book of remembrance was opened. So Christians can have conversations, open up to one another, some of the things they are going through and battling with. And because of that, there is a witness in heaven and a feedback of grace that will help to conquer that situation. However, that feedback will never be released if the person just stays on his own and says, don't let anybody in, don't let anybody know. Keep quiet, keep quiet, keep quiet. Though. Many people have confided to me and told me this and that. And when they told me, sometimes they expected me to say, eh, hey, whoa. I said, okay. They've told me you've done the right thing. And I said, is that all? I said, that's all. I said, what? 
you will notice that this thing will be virtually invincible from today. Just like that, just like that. Why? You've left darkness, you've come to light. You've come to light. In the atmosphere of light, then grace can flow. Power is released. God can walk. If you stay in darkness, I say, the person you are trying to hide for, is it Satan or God you are trying to hide for? Because I don't even get it. <laughs> if you stay in darkness, come on, the two witnesses are the already know what's up. So what are you trying to do? Why don't you just come into light? Come into light. Many people, I counsel them or they tell me things and I counsel them and they get results and they say, ah, I wish I told you earlier. It's always like that. I wish I told you earlier. Why do you have to struggle with it again and again? Every new year experience the same cycle when you cannot step into light. I'm be free. I'm be free. Look for a confidence. Let God lead you. I'm telling you, many people are going through things that are not necessary. Things that are not necessary. Things that a snap of a finger can fix. One word of wisdom can fix it. It's not that difficult. But when you stay in darkness and ah, let's, let's be managing it like this. You cheat yourself like that. God will help us. So, one last thing here. Experiencing a fresh start. Change your internal and external environment. One of the ways you can experience a fresh start is to change your internal and external environment. By internal environment, I refer to the things that are dominantly feeding your mind. You behave the way you behave because of what feeds your mind. You talk the way you talk. Some of you, you need a fresh start in the way you talk. That's when you talk. But in church, nobody knows. Holy. But once it's Monday in school, Baba Day, that's when you greet your friends. Ah, ah, bro, Alpha. Alpha, now, you know, you know, Matt, now. Mumu Piki, you don't know, It doesn't match. And you, you see, you have to admit that that's the problem. You are confusing your angels. Where's the consistency? You are confusing your angels like that. It's not the, that's not a normal life. Oh. That's a very abnormal life. But it's your mind feeders. You listen to too many comedy skits. That's, it. that's the problem. Your mind is full with trash. Your mind is the dustbin of jobless illiterates. Honestly. These people making money from your data. Honestly, they are not worthy to, to untie your lace. You now sit down with them and be watching. <laughs> oh dear. You've forgotten the son of whom you are. You have class. Say this after me. I have class. Become like a beggarly, beggarly wretched person. Some things should, should never pass your eyes. Some things you never find funny. That's funny. I am not a sadist. I'm sure you know. If you look at my face, you'll be confused. But if you know me, you'll know that I'm not a sadist. But I cannot find it funny. Now one guy comes out from the car, and this is a lady with big bubble and big breast, and he says, hey, hey, hey. I, I can't find it funny. I, can't, I, I don't know how people laugh at those things. Somebody turns a woman to a sexual object, makes a joke, a laugh out of it, and we sit down by, with our agenda and laugh. 
serious. You will find that funny. Now you are not angry that you were sexually harassed at work. <laughs> what is the junk content that everybody feeds on now? And you to laugh about it. Did you read the tweet of one unfortunate boy who harassed his uh, colleague? Who so called harassed his colleague? And they fired him. Some people, they have to learn how to talk. Open your mouth. Wah! I just say, I you like? Say what you feel. <laughs> you have to have a fresh start this year. Some things you should not say. Some things you should think three times. Not twice, three times when you say it. And the same should be a whisper. Then the person will say, what did you say? I say, no, I was only thinking out loud. Hey, let just open your mouth like that. Fresh start in what you say. But what you say is a function of what you feed on, what you hear, what you see. Are you listening to me? A fresh start, you will have to change your internal environment. Change the texture of your soul. For some of you, it's too filled with junk. Junk. Just listening to any rubbish. Some of you have that song, Zazu. You don't know what it means. I saw the person that sang it. I said, This person looks like a madman. For goodness sake. How does somebody take this song and they say they will sing it in church? There were videos of people singing it in church. Hey! I looked at the guy that sang it. I said, This one. If I see him, I'll lay hands on him. I'll be Leave him! I'll be shouting, Let him go. Let him go. Let him go. This is the person that sang this thing. Everybody sang. Hey! My word. What is the problem? You don't know what the meaning of the meaning of the words. Some of you don't speak in tongues because you say, I don't know what I'm saying, but you are saying Zazu. Do you know what you are saying when you say Zazu? You don't know. You don't care. When it comes to tongues, you say, These people are always just speaking in tongues. Mm. This year, this year, change your mind, change your thinking, change your mind feeders. Every slang in town is found on your mouth. This is not supposed to be the normal Christian life. Change your mind. For this. You can't be reading, hearing what the unbeliever is reading and hearing and think that by supernatural help you will speak differently and act differently from them. It's not possible. You feed on what they feed and you expect to live differently from them. What magic is that? Ah. How do you reconcile that? If you feed what they feed on, you would be what they are. Hey, the person that won the last time is in Nigeria. She did wear a hijab. Since that day, I saw that picture. One, I saw one other Facebook post of a lady said that in NYSC, when you see ladies dancing sexually and seductively at their ninth event, it is always an Esther. It's always Sister Naomi. It's sister, yeah. You don't see Halima there. This is a disgraceful, disgusting. So, now, we are now teaching Muslim people how to dress seductively. Now, we they teach them now. Disgraceful. Because I saw that they, in a Muslim garden, they were also singing Zazu there. In a Muslim garden, I saw them singing Zazu. And I told myself, they learned it from the church. We always set the pace. 
We always have the place. Anything those guys do, they copy from us. Why are we teaching evil when we are designed as good and we're supposed to be light and salt? Because we feed on exactly the contents that the world feeds on. In fact, we feed on higher degrees of contents, of toxic contents. Stand to your feet. Pray in the Holy Ghost, if you pray in the Holy Ghost for a few seconds here. I believe that God will show you certain specific things that you need to do beyond what I've said. And God will also highlight areas where you need a fresh start. As you pray now, as you pray now. Maybe you don't even think you need a fresh start. Maybe you think, well, I'm fine, I think I'm okay. But as you pray, the Holy Ghost will reveal. And you can just say, Holy Ghost, show me where I need a new beginning. Show me where I need a fresh start. Show me, Lord. 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 And you beginning in your work with men, in your relationship with people. Some of you are just too angry. And you need a new beginning in your disposition. Some of you need to be more emotionally stable this year. A new beginning. Some of you are too feeble, too weak. You need the strength of God. A new beginning in that direction. Whatever He shows you, He is capable to help you with. Whatever He reveals to you, He is capable to help you with. I am starting all over. I'm moving ahead, pressing towards the mark for the prize of the high calling. Forgetting the past, forgetting the past. Some of you need to forget the past now. You need to go and remove some things in that diary. You need to delete some messages. Some messages that you kept and say, ah, I won't, this is what this person said. I won't forgive you. You need to just delete it, delete it, delete it, delete it. Kowulo, it's not useful. Let go, let go, let go, let go. We trust that you've been blessed by this teaching. We look forward to receiving your testimonies, prayer requests, and feedbacks. You can send us a mail at judamaye at yahoo.com. That is J-U-D-A-H-M-A-Y-E at yahoo.com. Till next time, remain in the consciousness of God's word and power. Thank you.